Six Degrees NYC back. We're just back. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we come back as often as possible. New York summers. Don't feel like New York summers. At least not when we recorded this. <laughs> it is. It's a little breezy, but you know, Ben's got on shorts. A lot for here with Ben Goldstein, Audrey Janes. <laughs> And only one of us is wearing shorts right now. You know, this is yeah. you don't have to tell people. This is this is audio. Nobody can see. I, I'm trying to describe I'm wearing them. Wearing a sweater. I'm getting. I'm those. proud of wearing shorts. First I don't all, care. I'm wearing flip flops. I love the shorts for two reasons. Yeah. One, I'm getting the exact same pair. And two, so you do like them. I'm gonna get the exact same pair. <laughs> I love them. They're really actually. I gotta say, they're uh, they're like a very comfortable. You you're wearing linen pinstripe shorts. Right? You look That's linen. Fucking amazing. Yeah. You look yeah. like LeBron James in a post game interview. I love it. Ready to go. Love it. Too, I'm, I'm also depressed about my performance. I mean, no, not my performance, but... Your teammates? My teammates. You're, you're upset with us now? All yeah. of a sudden? I'm going to have to talk to you guys after this. Yeah. So, um, how's it going? How's everyone doing? Good. Life is good. Um, I've been planning my son's um, seventh birthday. Dope. And he said he wants a scary birthday party. So scary. I'm trying to figure out how to make you, that happen. Was oh, scary... this the snakes you were talking about? Yeah, then he brought and... up snakes. I found a place that has um, both snakes and cockroaches, like the hissing cockroaches. That Are you they saying let the cockroaches? Kids... Yes. Is that what it's not? That's cockroaches. Not... There's an, cockroaches. You're adding a little egg. I do, the, I do that to cockroach. I do that too. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I, do, I do the same thing. Are you telling me that cockroach there's does no, not have uh... an A between <laughs> yeah. the cock and the roach? Yeah. There's no it's A after. It's cockroach. Yeah. It's cockroach. Well, no, it's, it's cockroach. not cockroach. Okay, maybe it's not spelled cockroach, but that's definitely how you pronounce yeah. it. You might be putting a little like Spanish, like cucaracha. <laughs> yeah, cockroach. Yeah. This is life changing information. This is so fucked up. So next time I do the word, I'm just gonna be like cockroach, water bug, and she's gonna be like water bug. <laughs> like God damn. You know what? This is for really sake, fucked up. I actually did not know. For the sake of your cockroaches at home, you should just keep keep going because they're fancier. Why they're fancier. has no one ever corrected me before? Why is the first time I'm being corrected on this podcast? Probably because, you've heard me say no, cockroaches. I've never before. heard you say first yes, you have. Not like that. You're you're lying. <laughs> I wouldn't lie. You're I, such a liar. If you've been saying this recently, when you I've tell people the story, I've been saying it my entire life. Understood. I'm, but if, if you've been saying it recently because of what you're doing for your son's birthday, people are probably concerned about something else. Like, this girl wants snakes and cockroaches for her. Anyway, so that's the plan. I'm going to do that. That sounds him. exciting. Really good. Yeah. I won't be you. there because I don't do cockroaches. I don't do cockroaches. You don't? You won't do it? I'll go. Obviously, I'm going to be there. But I mean, you don't have to pet it, you know? I'm not going to be anywhere near it. What if Jackson thinks it's funny to pull it out and be like, hey, Uncle Loppy here? No, I'm not playing that. It hisses. I don't mind. I'll do- oh, I'm done. Like I was at a I was at a I'm concert done. at a. At yeah, a, I'm done. Uh, I forget the name of the place, but it's in Queens, and it's like a nature preserve, and they right. have the Madagascar hissing cockroaches yeah, there. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the same thing I was yeah. telling you about for Jackson's party, yeah. but you said you, nobody would go to you know. No pe- it's too go far to, to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same idea though. Yeah, same idea. <laughs> I Hiss- think this could be really good and healing for me personally. What? It's not the reason I'm doing it, but I have a legitimate fear of. Um, roaches. So do I. That's why I'm gonna have to FaceTime no, in. No, but that's for his why birthday. I think that you should come <laughs> and, and seem and like it'll a complete wuss in front of. I'm just saying, camp. if it's it hinders your life, this could be ther- therapeutic for you. Hinder my life. I called just... Ben crying. You remember? Oh, I do. I was, I was here actually. I was at the studio. Yeah, I was like. I yeah. wanted to come over and I just little ones. Do there it. was a water bug. No, no, no. I can the handle bugs. the little ones. It's the water bugs I can't yeah. do. Yeah. 
Anyway. All right. Well, good talk. Exciting <laughs> stuff. Six Degrees NYC. What's new in your cockroach world? My cockroach world? Uh, nothing. Uh, the usual. The usual. A little bit of travel traveling here. Traveling the world. We'll talk about travel at another time. But yeah. traveling was, was okay with the family and uh, back at it, back at New York. And I just, I really just wish that basketball would go on forever. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. That's hard. Yeah. You watch old, old basketball. I, I do that. I yeah. actually do that all the time. I go to sleep watching YouTube. Uh, of old basketball games. Wow. Yeah, he yeah. like recently sent me a clip of like some random basketball game from like 2013 and a fight that happened. And I was like thinking in my mind, why is a lot watching this right now? Like, what are you? Well, I, I watched the fights just to get amped. Like, oh, you watch the fights. Like, All right, Kevin Johnson. Before I'm ready. you go out, before yeah. you go out for the night, Greg Anthony, I'm ready. <laughs> you Anthony just like Mason, Google NBA fights. Yeah, or just have specific fights in mind and put dates and times in. <laughs> I wish that's in the trivia. I'd, I'd crush it if the trivia was just basketball. Yeah, that wouldn't be fair. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> anyway. What's going on with Matt, you, uh, Yeah, Benny. Oh, well, so I am, speaking of sports, you know, I'm going to Belmont. Uh, I'm going Belmont. to Belmont. By the time that's everyone so hears this, cool. I will have probably lost a lot of money on, on Belmont. You might not. Last year, last year I went. It was the first year I ever went. <laughs> my, my friend and I both hit, like, every race. It was crazy. I, I had a ticket. Money? Oh, so much, like, so much money. I mean, you know, it wasn't that much, but it was, <laughs> it was, it felt like a lot. And, you know, every ticket, I remember finding a ticket in my pocket at the end of the night and feeding it in. And it was like another, it was like a hundred dollar ticket that I didn't even know I had. It was just that kind of day. Wow. That's special. So that's special. I got to like knock on wood or something for that, you know, Okay, good year. luck. Best of luck. I'm gonna yeah. give you a couple I used to go every year with a, as a child to the Belmont with my dad yeah. and my friend Karen and her dad. And they would give us just like dollar bills to bet with. Yeah, it's a good. And time. like you can bet as a child, right? You can like walk up or no. Yeah, no, you have I to give it to your yeah, parents. Yeah, you have to give it to your parents. Yeah, shout, shout to memory the, that's totally incorrect. Yeah, about. shout to the gaming commission. <laughs> like, it never happened. So shout to degenerate children gamblers <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Exactly. Are I, you gonna take the Metro North? How do you get there? Yeah, the LIRR. LIRR, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm gonna go from Atlantic because my friend who uh, I'm going with just moved down to downtown Brooklyn. Oh. And. Uh, Great spots in downtown Brooklyn yeah, to go out. Right? Yeah. Shout out to downtown Brooklyn. Born and raised. Really so good. We have to. Born I'm going to see his apartment. We're going to get on the train and then we're going to play some bets. Great. That'll be fun. I'm going to give you like. That. I'm going to give you like 40 singles. Text text me. Text me when, you know. What text me bet? what you want to put on. Yeah. I got a line of credit with you. We're good. Sure. Love it. Love it. He trusts you. Yeah. You're going to take my word for it? I mean, unless, you know, how much. We got to talk about how much. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Benny, put down uh, eight racks on. Uh, the, the underdog. I'll, I'll do it, but I just got to let you know. The way I collect, it's fucked up. You have some people that you know that... Uh, I don't want to shout out names. You got a guy. I'm not going to say you got a guy. All right, either <laughs> way. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure you'll take my, my... My word is good enough. Speaking of the word. Speaking of the word. That's a great transition. See what Congrat- I did there? That I was did. a good... Yeah, that was a good one, I actually. have to applaud that. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good transition. Good um, job. Do we, are we going to play the word here? Yeah, let's okay, play the word. Okay, here we go. The word. So each week on The Word, we try to stump our co-hosts with a word that you may or may not find in the dictionary. And this week's word is, and forgive me if I don't pronounce this correctly, but I believe um, the pronunciation is epizuxis. Epizuxis? Can you spell it? I'm looking at our guest. Huh? Does he know that word? Epizuxis. Epizuxis? Could it be epiz? I'm just kidding. Epizu- I don't know. I've never heard <laughs> this word. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, this or this? Because I don't know either. <laughs> Maybe it's just epizuxis. I did based like on Google where you press the button and Google it, says it to you. Right. And well, I think it's epizuxis. Why don't you spell it out real quick? One thing. 
Spell that one time. E P I Z E U X I S. Epizuxis. Epizuxis. I forget what you said after the P. I'm joking. I did the. It's a uh, something with your skin. No. Interesting. No, it's a horrible guess. It's got to be come based on, on. Come on. We have a guess that has nothing to do with skin or does. Skin it? in the game. It means skin in the game. <laughs> oh. I don't know. No. It's a wild does guess. Does it mean having skin in the game? No. <laughs> oh wait. So, I gotta buzz myself. I always forget to buzz myself. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna say um, it is the something to do with the equipment that's used to make uh, newspapers. No, I I realized I realized what I did was I took the I took the epi from epidermis. I I my, my, I messed that up. So it's out or something. It's something on the. It's it's something like uh, covering the zeuxis. <laughs> you got something zeuxis. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. So the zeuxis. All right. What is it? Yeah. I'm. I'm. I. Not you guys give up? Okay. Epizeuxis is the the like repetition of words for emphasis. So Interesting. like. In King Lear, Shakespeare, he goes, never, 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 never. I have and to he says it five you. times. That. That's a great word. That was a good dramatic reenactment of Thank King Lear. Thank you. Good King Lear. Thank you. I would have used the example of... I love of, Shakespeare You know the example school. that I would have used? What? Puff Daddy. Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> Audrey, I mean, I thought, I thought you were automatically going to go there. <laughs> take that, take that, take that. Can't stop, won't stop. Oh my Can't God, stop, I stop. like love these. Can't stop, won't so stop. Much. Yes, Puff Daddy does. Utilize. I don't know if you utilize epizuxis, but Puff Daddy does it. Shakespeare does it. You think think Puffy has meetings with like, you know, all the all all the songs are dope, but y'all not using enough (laughs) epizuxis. I need you to step up your epizuxis game a little bit. Oh my god, I'm crying. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I I hope to God we hear that from him. (laughs) We're the top five epizuxises of all time. Oh, God. It's really... Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's a great word, Audrey. Thank you. That was actually a very good word. I know. That was a good word. I, and, I'm proud of that and, word. And, and, Thank and you. you obviously used a word. I used a word that was about words. Right. A word about words. A word about words because our guest, um, our awesome guest today, Max Abelson, is a writer. Specifically, Max is a features reporter for Bloomberg News. Nice. Where his um, stories on financial and political power often appear in Business Week. He was a Yale Daily News arts editor and a New York Observer reporter for five years. This could all be totally wrong because I did not double check with you, Max. Every word, every Wait. Word is right. Okay, good. His work was included in Columbia University Press's Best Business Writing Anthologies in 2013 and 2015. Welcome, Welcome Max. Max. Thank you for coming. So I'm good. still crying. So good to be here. There's, a, there's like a comfy furry blankety yeah. thing on the table just been rub- rubbing I've, my I've, hands on it i've noticed you and a lot both have this is amazing been yeah experiencing the, i'm sitting right next to max and we're feeling on we're feeling this new piece of synthetic fur synthetic fur that's on the table that we're recording on we've never had this before so for me it's new too it's Any, a anyone experience. here anyone mm-hmm. here would, yeah. would touch it if we if we go too far there may be a chance i touch your hand i, I you know <laughs> So just be prepared for that. And it's not something that we usually do, but I'm just preparing you. Max, thank he you for being here. To, he says that to everybody. All the guests. We appreciate guests you being here, that. Max. We really uh, it's do. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, but before we get ahead of ourselves, let's <laughs> take a step back and stop touching the fur. What did you get us? What Nobody, did you get us? Nobody comes on the show without bringing us a gift. I got you what 
what I would want. Okay. If I were getting a present. Wow. Because cool. it's, my, it's my favorite product available on the market. I don't know if, if you can hear it. I can hear it. something. I'm seeing it. So, those, I don't know what it is. Are those duchess? This is, uh, <laughs> I brought everyone duchess. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is, oh, and you know what? We're in Brooklyn, New York. This, these are made in Brooklyn as far nice. as I know. These are these are the best. They're wow. chore yep. fruit rolls. Yes. Oh my wow. god! And I know I know all the flavors. Yeah. But I got you three of my favorites. Wow. And I got you pineapple. All right, I'll take pineapple. Raspberry. Ooh, thank and you. And maybe best of all, strawberry. Oh, wow. Strawberry for me. I'll trade you. No, this is mine. You may not have it. I'm sorry. Max gave me strawberry. You would think pineapple isn't great, but pineapple is like the it's the sleeper hit. Done. I'm keeping it. It's so, a sleeper hit. Wow. I just want everyone to hear this at home, just for a second. Now they're all they're always a little stale. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. You can never find a fresh one, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's like you it's worry so it's going to be inedible, but you just you, know, you work it a little you bit. You just work a lot. it. Do you carry these anywhere? I do. I do. Yeah? I do. So I, I, I'm a small business right? owner, and I have uh, markets and convenience stores throughout the city, and we do. We do carry this. It really? is a Brooklyn product, and I never realized that this was a Brooklyn product. What a um, fun gift. It is. Yeah, Max, yeah. this is great. Love it. Fun and delicious. Wow, that's Go fantastic. No, but this is great. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you for this great gift. awesome gift. Let's put these away before it makes too much noise. So, Max, um, you, you write that uh, on your website, it says, I, I write feature stories on money and power for Bloomberg News and Business Week, mostly about Wall Street tycoons, culture, crime, ambition, failure, feuds, triumphs, and, of course, stakes. Um, That's a good list, though. It is a great, a great list. list. It's a good list. I, I want to start with the stakes, but I'm going to go back because uh, I think the culture, crime, ambition, failure, feuds, and triumphs right now of Wall Street tycoons is really, you know, that's that's what's happening right now. We're watching a lot of stuff go on. Like, what is going on right now? What the hell is going on right now? And what is going on? I, you know, first of all, if I knew, I'd be a much better reporter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know the the cool thing about writing about Wall Street is that uh, no one really knows what's going on Wall Street. I mean, it's first of all, like the phrase Wall Street is kind of a, a crazy phrase. Like there used yeah. to be literal. You know, on Wall Street, there were banks like on actual Wall Street, but it's it's kind of just euphemism now. You know, it's really like they're they're in Midtown, they're global everywhere else. And then there used to be a separation between like you know what you would think generally of like investment banks, like guys in suits, right? And they really were mostly guys, right? And, and are still sure. Or you know, organizing um, mergers and acquisitions. You know, like like in American Psycho. You know, mm. right, right companies being bought and sold and uh and then also traders trading stuff like uh, oil like commodities or gold and then the flip side is like commercial banking like you, you know you all and me too you know we have atm cards you know you've got cash in a bank and for a really long time those two things were separated and in the wake of of uh basically like deregulation in the 1990s they were brought together again mm. And so now what we have is these Wall Street banks that really combine both of those. So like J.P. Morgan, for example, and even actually, weirdly enough, Goldman Sachs has like huge banks, like deposit taking banks, but also it's a you know, big trading desk in m and You can have like a checking account at J.P. Morgan. I mean, I, I'm sorry. You can have a checking account at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, you, you can. can. We, you can definitely have. I didn't. It's crazy. Didn't it's new. It's called that. Marcus. That's right. I got an email about that. My wife actually works at Goldman Chris Sachs. I mentioned that. The other one was Chase, Sachs. obviously. Yeah. Chase. Right? Do, do like, you guys have one? Uh, we don't, but um, if she gets a little discount, I might tell her to sign us up. I feel weirdly tempted to, to open one. I can't explain it. Yeah. So, I mean, Goldman, <laughs> you know, I've written a lot about bad things at Goldman Sachs, but it still somehow has this allure as mm. kind of being like this triumph of American capitalism. 
just get it would be cool to have like a check that said Goldman Sachs on it. it would be yeah, cool. right, right. <laughs> you know, it would be cool. We like right. at the grocery store for 12, 12 cents for like. Yeah. Good sir, here's my check. Here's your <laughs> it is dope. It is a dope thing. Hey, to have. Yeah. Everybody behind me's got to yeah. hold on. I got to yeah. write this check for this. Uh, Twelve cents. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would I'm getting one lime. <laughs> I'll have a Jure fruit roll. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> totally. Dro- drop it at the club. Oh my fault. Is that my check? There? Yeah. <laughs> my fault. Is that yours? Oh, I got it. It's a Goldman one. That's me. Just say gold. That's me. I got it. I got it. Take that. Take that. Take that. <laughs> so uh, then, right. so then after you know that happened, and then. The the only big thing to catch us up is, you know, the financial crisis. The entire American or really like global financial system almost came tumbling down in two thousand eight. Yeah, and, and uh, but it didn't because it, you know our tax money going to work tax mm-hmm. taxpayer bailouts. Yep. And the crazy and sort of it still seems unexpected to me. Like the weird thing that happened in the ten years because it really has been like straight up a it's decade crazy. since that, right? right? feels like yesterday yeah it, it really does and also when you talk to undergrads or like youngish people they don't, they don't really, really know. know what happened yeah. which right. is so crazy and and the conclusion of that is that since 2008 banks have only gotten bigger you know banks that died uh for like you know like bear stearns mm-hmm. you know bear stearns became a part of jp morgan right you know and wachovia became a part of i think wells fargo right and uh, the banks that. are bigger than ever and and they're just a a crazy dominant force politi- politically as influential as ever. So it's just like a really fun beat because I'm sort of learning along with everybody else. Is that is that part of the reason why you wanted to cover this? What about this, other than what you just explained, wanted, you know, allowed you to focus on this more than anything? You know, the truth of the matter is it's not like I wake up in the morning feeling like, like, ooh, Wall Street. Wall Street's right. interesting. Right, you know, right, what right. am I going to learn about Wall Street today? Right. Like, for example, I'm not like super into the stock market, for mm-hmm. example. I'm not even interested in, you know, the, the, like the real heavy Wall Street things. Not even stocks. It's really like bonds. Actually, really what I want to do, it's, kind of, it's almost like fun talking into a microphone because what I wanted to do was write about music. Right, oh, really? about music and art. Yeah, that's how I got it started as a writer, like in college. I was write, writing music reviews in like wow. 2007. Because I it was I mean I still love it. Well, Audrey showed me your website and the music videos that feature sort of heavily on there. You 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 kind of are curating music videos for people. Real quick, super let, cool. let, super let's cool. give a quick plug to the site. It's it's your name. It's the best website on the internet. <laughs> it's really cool. www.maxableson.com. I you know dot com or dot net? Is it dot com or dot net? Oh, you know what? The, dot net is like my journalism. Go to both. Okay, listeners. Okay. You yeah, know? both. Yeah, open up a tab. Go to Max Ableson.com. <laughs> so back and forth. He's like a humble brat. He, yeah. Max Abelson dot whatever. Yeah. Go, go there. You're like, right. You're like, like, it doesn't even matter. It's like the Goldman Sachs yeah. of Max Abelson dots. <laughs> Max Abelson.org. You got dot edu. Support Max Abelson. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, music uh, would be cool. And a friend of mine, Joe Coscarelli, is thriving as the pop music uh, reporter for the New York Times. Shout to really? Joe. Shout to Joe. So it's doable. Yeah. But, um, I but, love the name Coccarelli. Is that what you No, that's said? a cockroach. No, he <laughs> said... He said Cockrelly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Cockrelly. No. There was no A. Okay, got it. <laughs> this is Cockrelly. I'm always adding A. Cockroach. That was a good callback, though, for me. That cockroach joke just now. That was great. That was Thank a you. great well callback. Well, well done, Max. Well done. We have it. If you do, <laughs> if, if Max, you do well enough, we'll get wheels in that chair for you. All right, great. Your, great, great, your great. chair is the only one that doesn't have wheels. In, but we'll, we'll, we don't. We'll we don't let our you. guests oh, move true. around too much. Listen, when we go out, when we recruit somebody for, we'll we'll, 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 right. we'll schmooze. We'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll make you want to be here. <laughs> so coming right out of college, what was the? There's a gap between music and what you're covering now. Not to say that it's you're not doing things that you love or that you're very good at, but was there a moment that was a trigger? Was there an interview or introduction that you had that kind of changed the way you wanted to 
you know, mold your career? Absolutely, there was. My my mom was walking uh, her dog, and she saw Peter Kaplan walking his dog, and they started talking. And he was the editor in chief of a beautiful newspaper called the New York Observer. Okay, salmon colored, you know, weird, quirky. Sure. Peter was uh, this like magnetic guy. He had his like own vision of New York City and how it should be chronicled. He used to say it was like. He was very Shakespearean about it. He would say, like, it's like New York is like this kingdom, and there are these kings and queens and, like, knaves and jokers and backstabbing and, like, you know, queens sleeping with the king's brother. And he would talk about, like, the, the, the fiefdoms of, like, politics and media and real estate. Those were the three things that he loved. Wow. He was like, if you understand that, you understand New York City. Wow. It was great. He was so, he was so beautiful and funny. And... Uh, I got an internship the summer before my senior year. And like, you know, not to over glamorize it, but it really was an amazing paper, an amazing time. Like these reporters were there, like Gabe Sherman, who wrote the book on Fox News that mm. first outed the um, oh, I remember that. sexual depravity of those, you know, senior executives. And um, Michael Caldron is a great reporter. Corey Seco is an editor at uh, the New York Times. Right. And... Uh, Gabe Sherman left and I took what, and this sounds lame, but I took the, the column that was residential real estate and it was writing about like rich people and rich people real estate and it was so much fun. It was like a little snarky, sort of like looked up to these apartments. Like obviously it was obsessed with, with expensive real estate, but it was also, I think the undertone was like, why are these people able to buy such ridiculous yeah. real estate? Mm -hmm. And it was at a time too. This remember, this is like before the financial crisis. Right, so right. there was a, there was a bubble that was inflating, sure. yeah. and this was the the bubbliest part of the bubble. And yeah. we were chronicling it. And then after three years, I switched. I mean, basically, what happened is the fi the financial crisis. And the right. Observer, Peter, God bless him, he didn't ha care about Wall Street, so we didn't have a Wall Street reporter, and they needed someone to start covering Wall Street. So I kind of switched from writing about like how money was spent to how money was made in New York. Interesting. That's ridiculous. Wow. That's so. Tell me that phrase that Peter Kaplan said again. What, what were the three things you need to know to understand New York? The, yeah, the kingdom of New York, those fiefdoms of, of real estate and politics and media, which wow. is like so true. On, on the book that I think might literally be called The Kingdom of New York, he put Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton next to each other as the king and queen in like 2009. What? Wow. I know. But you know what? The paper was bought by a young kid whose dad paid for him to get into Harvard. Real estate kid, Jared Kushner. Oh, really? Jared Kushner. Oh, that's right. I knew that. Yep. I sat like nine feet away from him. I was for wondering why the Observer years. was, yeah. So he killed the paper, like literally physically. Wait, he was like working on the floor when you were there? Sure. Wow. Yeah, Jared. And how long was, wow. it, how long was it around until he... I left. I, I, was, I was there for a relatively long time. I was there for like five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And eventually, you know, around 2012, 2013, I want to say, he axed the newspaper so it was no longer... Printed. I mean, first what happened was it was a beautiful like 19th century side broadsheet, like like a big newspaper, really fun to read. Right. You know, you had to like open your arms, right. you know, <laughs> then he changed it into a tabloid style like the New York Post. Then he killed the newspaper. Mm. Then he then he killed New York. Now it's a website yeah. called Observer.com. Oh, R.I.P. Wow. Wow. Jeez, that changed. I'm the last person to defend Jared Kushner on anything, but I, as a photographer who works in print media, I've noticed that trend is like very popular of going from print to online in general. You know, the truth of the matter is, it's not like I have anything negative except for the fact that he murdered, you know, this newspaper that yeah. I'm, I'm grateful to have my start and I'm responding. My career, you know, wouldn't be here without it. But like interpersonally, it's he managed. wasn't like he wasn't like overly villainous in the right. office, right. you right. know. 
he was yeah. just, he was like van- more vanilla mm-hmm. than villainous. He'd be like like I remember once my I was working on a Saturday and my parents picked me up. I think he was there and he was like parents talk about it all the time. There he was like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Abelson, you know, Max is really an asset to the organization. My parents would always say that to the organization. I know. But you know what? So I've like if I saw him, I'd be like, hi Jared. You know, I don't hold you know how in like in your I, I don't know about your the your professional situations, but you know, I feel like there are legitimately like overtly bad people that one sure. sometimes works course, with. You know, yeah. you kinda like know to you know, that they're awful or, you right. know, abusive or whatever. But and he, and he wasn't like that. Right, right. And you, you ended up spending some time with Donald Trump. Right? I did. You know, honestly, I, I ended up writing a, a big story for Business Week. But I'm remembering now that I also spent time with Donald Trump when Jared owned the paper and when Jared was like wooing his daughter. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it's a little icky. But I mean, it happened. It's part of the public record. Like, I, I think we I mean, I was a real estate reporter. So it's probably true that we would have eventually been like, let's write about Donald Trump. But I'm think it might have been assigned i can't say for sure and it was like the sit down interview in fact it was a series of real estate interviews literally called the sit down and i talked to donald trump about trump soho actually wow. which is one in, of those sort of mob affiliated buildings you know it, it's trump soho has some very weird stories about its funding now that have Ooh. gone wnyc i think did a good one but we, I went to his office you were at his office yeah. yeah i remember it very well he threatened to throw me out actually <gasps> wow tell yeah. us he was just what an honor by the way in a way it was but it's not like i did anything cool it's not like i was like donald trump you know you an eloquent buffoon you know he was he was it was totally benign and banal and actually i think ivanka and one of the sons were there in the office too so what happened take take us to that moment and what you asked did you sneeze did you (gasps) something happened he was like how the fuck could you sneeze on all this gold right you're sitting in an all gold chair player I think more like maybe I was pressing him on something twice. You know, he didn't like he's very, very odd to talk to. Really likes to jump around from topic to topic. And I think I pressed him on something and he just really didn't like that. And I remember thinking like it it felt like performative, like like he was as if there was an audience listening, but there wasn't. It was just him and me. Very odd. It was even odd at the time, not just odd in retrospect. I remember thinking like never been quite talked to that way. Yeah. And then probably because of the experience of writing about real estate, I when I I left for for Bloomberg News where I've been the whole time and uh, you know around the time that he started his candidacy which you remember was like it was kind of a joke right, people weren't really sure what to make sure. of it like in the beginning beginning I mean right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg and Business Week to their credit were like let's let's do a serious serious look at this man's business career because he had no like he had no political experience. You know, he had no politics that you could, a political record that you could analyze. So the editors were like, let's go look at his business. This is in 2016 or it's, is this would before? Have been exactly. Exactly. Right after. No, no, no. 2015. Okay. Right after he announced. 2015. Yeah. That's when I spent time with him and like in his business writing what turned out to be a pretty big story about how his, you know, about what the Trump organization is like, which is bizarre. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah, but you know the the one weird thing about being a reporter is that like, you know, sometimes you so desperately want to talk to people who are really random, you know, just pedestrians, you know, but just for some reason like do not want to talk. And then there are people who are so wildly powerful and influential who are just like really want to get on the phone with you. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like he seems to have this press, you know, an unsatiable desire to to speak to the press. Mm-hmm. You get the you get. The, I mean, I get the impression it's not informed by any like insider media you know, connections that like he's talking to reporters like all the live long day. 
right, you right. Know, in his office just like calling him up and chatting and one of our questions or one of my questions was going to be what who's what's the most interesting experience you've had while you've interviewed somebody has there been anything crazier than what you just told us well you know one frustrating thing about the last year of reporting is that you know the i feel like the most important monumental phenomenon in media and like american life is me too mm-hmm. and re- the the banks and and sort of the financial s- sector in general has seemed just like immune to me too like the yeah, banks what's are just that like about? untouchable you know i one insight i had but only after speaking to like 50 women about it so it's really from them and we wrote a story about it is that the banks sort of have these like cultural forces and financial forces but also like legal forces the banks are really they they have their own judicial system really it's 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 called arbitration and the banks were were really early to use it and they use it a lot and basically it's like if you work for a bank and you're a woman and you are you're harassed there's an extremely good chance you've signed away your right to to take them to court it's tough i mean companies have a lot of power one you know in a way the reason that i like writing about wall street isn't because you know like like i was saying before because i like love stocks or something it's because you know writing about power is super fun and interesting and you know it's like these deep strange themes of you know who has power and what they do with it and mm-hmm. what it does to them you know those stories are really fun and but you sort of just start realizing like that when these powerful companies are powerful you know for a reason you right. know, they protect themselves speaking yeah. of speaking of power bloomberg news is no pop up mike bloomberg former mayor of new york also the i guess the founder if you will self-made of bloomberg billionaire news. yeah self-made right? billionaire what, what's that like mm-hmm. working in that environment? And do you think that, that would you consider that organization? Obviously, you're not going to. I know you've mentioned before, even off here, that you enjoy your, your work and what you're doing, but how do you relate that to covering some of the other banks? Legit, zero times was anyone like, actually, you know, that's a customer. Like, you might not want to write that story. It's, I feel like I'm, I'm encouraged to write. You know, like basically to be doing our goal is like, they're like, you know, if you're not doing like the reporting that shows people, you know, what these companies and these people with money and power look like and, mm-hmm. and, and how they're acting and what they're doing with mm-hmm. their money and power. You know, if we're not chronicling like the, the, the you know, villainy and the heroism and like that, you know, the words that I put on the, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, like yeah. triumphs yeah. and totally. catastrophes, like that is what they want. Like they have, they've, you know, when I've done reporting, like for example, the last few, last few weeks and even in the last year now reporting on like how the banks, their black diversity, which was terrible to begin mm. with, is only going down. Black bankers are disappearing from Wall Street. Yeah. No. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're fewer and fewer. That, wow. Eight straight years, black people within Citigroup have been declining. Why? It's a complicated question. <laughs> I think because, I mean, we spoke to a lot of African-American bankers and asked them, you know, yeah. and they talk about how the banks, they, you know, First of all, they look up at the top of the banks and there's no one that looks like right. them. Mm-hmm. Right. Banks are run by white men, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Although to be fair, the media industry is not a whole lot better. Right. But they say like the banks, I mean, you know, when the banks decide that they want to get into a market, you know, let's say they decide tomorrow they really want to, you know, Russia is, becomes, we're friends with Russia again. And we can, you know, they really efficiently will figure out how to, you know, enter the Russian markets. But they just have not, they've not been creative and consistent and, you know, um, serious enough i think about uh improving diversity for for black people and and you know also for women too that's at least according to the people we talked to well that makes sense i mean it's just not a priority for them because if your priority is 
the bottom line. Um, it's it's tough because I think that people there is a, a there is just like an inherent bias in like the world. So if you're trying to just make money, inclusivity is not going to be your top priority. I'm, just, I'm sure that if you're hiring like from the top class of the MBA, like based on the institutional problems that happen on the way up there you're you're limited too by a certain number of i don't know they i'm have, sure there's an increase they have definitely said that but i will say though i think that the academia is like absolutely totally unanimous that if you care about making money you for sure want to have like diverse voices at the top of the firm i think like right there are legit studies that are like, if you want to make money, you don't want like a bunch of middle-aged white men in a room together. That's interesting. That seems to be That's universal really too, which is when they talked about the diversity clause for Hollywood, like the when when you have a more diverse any staff in any project, it seems to be beneficial to the project. But I have this weird anecdote of like my experience. So when I was in college, I did canvassing for New Jersey Perg, which was just like an environmental organization. And that's the thing where you literally go out and you ask people for money. You walk door to door and ask them for money. And you have like a whole spiel. And I just remember like how we would prepare for that and how we would come together at the end of the day and we would share how much money we made. It was very weird because it was all commission-based. And it literally was like very racially like divided. Interesting. And that really stuck with me. Like even, I just remember this one guy, he was like very blonde, very blue-eyed, very monotone. Like, And the whole thing, when you went into it, you were just supposed to practice your pitch. It was all about the pitch and how you delivered and like connecting with the person. But like this one particular guy was super monotone and like he didn't have any energy in his voice and he was just like a nice guy but like at the end of the day no matter what he was always the top earner and we I was always at the bottom and I tried really hard and like that always stuck with me because I think you know they've done studies there's inherent bias so like if you're if you're looking I mean they've done studies in schools that's what I'm more familiar with but like if you're a teacher and you're like dealing with like disciplinary issues you're gonna react differently to a black child than you are and if they're doing the same thing but like if you're a finance person and you're you know you're suited up you're doing everything right at the end of the day you're still gonna be looked at differently and like I think that like as a big bank you know that Mm. And there's no getting well, around that. I, 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 I don't want to take away from this too much, but it sounds like you went up against Zach Morris. So that's a challenge to begin with. He wasn't handsome. He was just blonde. Well, I'm, uh, that's, <laughs> Not I'm, that Zach Morris is the hottest, well, but he was, I, I heard he Zach was Morris. good looking. But, but there, is, there is some <laughs> diversity. I just mentioned my wife works there but, yeah, at Goldman Sachs. But also, I know there's a bunch of Asian people that work on Wall Street. I know that, that finance firms are, are diverse to some extent. But when you say specific things about specific genders or races does that how hard is it to to cover something like that because you know you really is it something that someone gives to you is it something that you've done research on the numbers that are in front of you they're saying hey how can i make this interesting or is this interesting enough where do you get the ideas from to cover something and how do you narrow it down to something so specific well i will say that part of it has to do with collaboration like it was for sure not my idea my editor who I love is a guy named Robert Friedman he's like very dry you know very dissimilar he's older he's like a little he's a little mean he's a little cold you know but I I, I, I adore him he's taught me so much but he was like 
how many black people are there on Wall Street? Like, what's go can, go go get me the numbers? And right. I tried, and I couldn't, because the banks are not all that nice about putting the numbers mm. out. They kind of my senses, you know, I, I I'm not sure if it's the law that they do it or if it's by some sort of agreement. But they're right. kind of the sense I get is they're sort of one way or the other, kind of supposed to put out the diversity numbers, but they make yeah. it really hard to find, mm-hmm. and we couldn't find it when we first tried. Wow. But I think it was also Robert who a year later was like. Go go try again to get those numbers, and and we did, and we we got a big enough pot. We got five years. This was last year. We got five years basically worth of numbers, and the, and the kind of it was just in the data. The the data was like, you could see it go down mm. over five years. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. And and I will say there was another difference, which is that I was working with an an African American woman colleague, who, uh, Jordan Holman, who is about ten years younger than me. She's from Chicago. She's young. She's so great, and. That was a good example. Like that's such an easy example in my mind of like having a diverse viewpoint just made like it obviously made the reporting richer. Like mm-hmm. I I was by myself a year earlier and I could not do the story. Like I would literally, you know, I had to be like, sorry, we didn't get what we needed. Mm-hmm. And a year later with her, we did. And I know, you know, diversity, I know, isn't like magic or easy. It's not like, you know, snap mm-hmm. your fingers, everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. But it but it did, you know, we did literally, we were able to come out with a story and we spoke to people, you know, it but these these conversations are hard. I'm definitely still learning, by the way. You know, I like to think of myself, but I feel like all men like to think of themselves as like, you know, good people with like good, you know, values. But I still catch myself, you know, asking extremely dumb questions, mm-hmm. you know, or even like basic journalism sins of like not fully like being in the moment, not fully like listening, mm-hmm. you know, to what someone has to say. You know, I find myself like on my computer, like messing around, like clicking on a headline. I mean that it's it's hard to do journalism in 2018 because like chances you're on the phone with someone like chances are like something absolutely outrageous is happening mm-hmm. like in real life. How how frequently are you putting out material or how frequently are you? I mean sometimes I'll take stories. So I just collaborated with a colleague of mine named Dune. We had, actually it was on the cover of Business Week, which makes me feel extremely Your good. Your face. Yes, the co- the cover of Business Week was just like Max. Oh my god, that's no, exciting. That is absolutely not, <laughs> not my face. Come on, he's why like, would he that be? That's insane. I was on the he's being cover. sarcastic. No, it was like my story. My story. Sorry, Audrey's lost it. Went it went over my head. I apologize. No, my story was on the, our story, <laughs> and it was a story about Goldman. By the way, it was the the this woman Christina Shen Oster who's been fighting. Goldman for gender equality for like 13 years, yeah. 2005. And while we were reporting the story, a judge was like, bam, you guys can represent a class of women. So it became this huge class action wow. lawsuit while we were reporting on the story. Wow. It's a great feeling. But that's, that's like exciting. one out of six years where something like that right. happened. Right. But so that took a long time. But then I've been trying and failing to, to figure out my next like big thing. Right. But because like I live in fear of my editors, you know, like losing their faith in me or or like even just assigning me something I don't want. I try to come up, come out with stories, you know, frequently so that they're you know happy with me. So, for example, actually, we went back to the banks and up and got another year's worth of data to be, make a little sequel to last year's story, which is how we found out that Citigroup's numbers of black bankers in the United States has fallen now for an eighth straight year. Wow. So that's where it came up. But that's, that's you know, right. 400 words instead of 4,000. You mentioned that music was something that you wanted to cover when you were in school. Do you still want to do that at some point? You know, I remember like a, a two and a half years into writing about real estate. I was like, you know what? Like I've been to like it has so many co-ops and like so many brownstones now. I went. I remember the guy who made Penthouse Magazine. I went to his, went to his mansion. He had like... Caligula was shot there, some crazy weird movie. Nice. I remember thinking like, 
I can, I, I will be done with this within a few months. Mm-hmm. You know, this is enough for me. But with Wall Street, I've been doing it now for, you know, honestly, almost a decade, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. crazy. But I, I feel like, I, I, I sort of feel like I could do it for many decades to come. Mm-hmm. For one thing, if you were all to ask me like, okay, so, you know, how do the banks make and lose their money? I would not begin to know how to answer. I mean, I could give you a vague answer about, you know, they make money from working with companies and governments and stocks and bonds. But the truth of the matter is it's still kind of a mystery to me. And it's like all these wonderful and beautiful, but also ugly and terrible things happen. And the people are so interesting. And it's all changing. And there's probably going to be another financial crisis. I mean, by nature, yeah. crises happen. But, Just gearing you know, up for another. Well, I mean, it could happen in 100 years from now or it could right. happen in you know 100 seconds. Right. But, uh, nobody knows that that's a that's another fun thing about wall street like with other things you know people like with podcasts they're probably like legit rules and they're genuine experts and people know what's going on yeah like us like you guys well we also could blow up in 100 years yeah, yeah. or in 100 oh, seconds yeah. maybe <laughs> thanks to max thanks depends on when you listen to this i guess <laughs> depends on what your next article is about no pressure <laughs> oh and also that's uh, 6 degrees dot nyc do you have the do you have max I already bought it. You're going to have to buy it from us. <laughs> it's a very Wall Street thing to do. Yeah. Max Abelson, thank you for talking to us about this. We're going to play some trivia when we come back. Six degrees on my seat. No yeah. jinx. <laughs> Six Degrees NYC, welcome back. With Max Abelson. In With the Max house. Abelson, and we are playing. Are you more New York than us? Are you, Max Abelson, more New York than us? Six Degrees NYC. And this we're, is our favorite new game. It is, and we're about to find out who's more New York. All right, guys, so we're going to ask six questions about New York City, each with a different points value. We're covering everything from pop culture to history to achievements of famous New Yorkers. Pretty much anything New York is on the table. Wow, what a good game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be here to represent the team. Yes. Alap is representing six degrees. I, I'm going to represent six degrees. Max is representing Max. He is. A um, little bit more pressure over here. The f- <laughs> I got a lot of dead weight. I feel like LeBron right now. Got the guys f- just watching and judging me and nobody's helping me. This is great. I Yeah. That's what <laughs> we do. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> the first to buzz in and answer correctly gets all the points. If you answer incorrectly, your, point, your opponent has a chance to steal. Um, so you're going to wait for the full question to be read before you buzz in. And what are we going to buzz in? How are we going to choose to buzz in today? So we just so we just discussed it off air briefly. Max and I are both Nick fans growing up. And so he actually asked who my favorite Nick was of all time. And we're going to go with that. My favorite Nick of all time is Charles Oakley. So I'm going to say Oak to answer. Oak. 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 Only you're because Oak. Max's favorite player is John Starks. And Starks is also one. So you're going to say Starkly. Yeah, that'd be no. confusing. You can say Starks. I don't want to. I don't want to lose because I'm like Oakley, and it take longer to finish right. it. And now Audrey's judging and like, oh, fair enough. Like, so one syllable each. I say I Oak like for it. the great Charles Oakley, number thirty four, New York Knicks, and Max is going to say J- John Starks. Just going to say Starks for number three, former Nick, great and legend as well. And, okay. the, and the proprietor of the John Starks basketball camp, where I went in the 1990s <laughs> as a as a little boy. Yeah, and it was a, the best week of my life. Was he there? Only on one day. 
<laughs> hey, that's pretty good though. That's, that's pretty good. Still, yeah, that's he was, something. He was into the pick that's up those big. pick up those checks. I went to Sixers camp and we only got Sean Bradley one year. Oh, I like Sean Bradley. No, he was great. He was really cool. So he a was tall man. Huge. He jumped. I remember seeing him jump. He was like seven six or something, and his wingspan was like eight feet. You know, it was crazy. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh well, he was a big <clears throat> Allen Iverson though. Allen Iverson. He was a Sixers. Did he right? come to your Look camp? Look at that, Arj. That was good. No, I just remember we thought he good was. Name oh, he was a Sixer. Good name. There you go. He had braids. Yeah, that was after. That's all I remember. Before I do the trivia, I just want to do a little dropping of knowledge. Both Oakley and Starks were traded in the same summer from the Knicks in 1998. That's just a random fact. So I just want to let you guys know I'm prepared for this trivia. It's not basketball. Do you know who year. we got? We got back Latrell Sprewell <gasps> for John Starks. What? Latrell was, a, was Starks? God, that's crazy. For Starks. For right, Starks. Right, that's right, a swap. Right, right. And then Marcus Camby uh, for Oakley. Ugh. And then immediately after that, went to the finals in 99. So not important, but... And here we are. Here we are now. Not important. Anyway, six degrees on my seat. Do you guys want to do a practice buzz in real quick? Okay, one, two, three. Starks. Oh. Okay, we got it. <clears throat> I don't know who won that, though. I think that, that was, was a tie. tie. That's that was, good. That's how it should be. In the just... event of a tie, I don't know what happens. We're going to have to figure you that out. You just keep saying, I don't know. I We don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> um, you got to name your second favorite, Nick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. exact same. Oh, that's <laughs> going to be the opposite. <laughs> Right. That'd be funny. That'd we be talked about way. this out the break. Okay, exactly. so that's actually how you do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so first question. Oh, sorry. I'm just getting ready. <clears throat> you have to wait till the end of the I'm just question. getting ready. So the first question. This question is worth three points. It is multiple choice. Here we go. Please wait until the end of the question to buzz in. The question is, what was New York's first newspaper? Was it A, the New York Times, B, the New York Gazette, or C, the New York Weekly Journal. Oak. A lot. That's a lot. I'm going to go with B, the Gazette. Wow. Wow, you got that. How'd oh, you really know impressed. that? How'd you know that? How'd you know that? I used to, I have no idea. I'm, are you kidding me? You gave me three options. I'm going to pick something. I'm not going to lose to this guy. Wow. <laughs> but I, I, I am really I, curious. I, 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 I'm coming three. out strong with Gazette, three. New York yes. Times, I felt like was an easy choice. Gazette right. was, you guys remember, remember the show Ghostwriter? The ghost yes. writer oh, such a good show they used to always show. have uh, uh, I think in the very first episode it was the Gazette that's where the ghostwriter th- characters came Are out from wow. I believe so but listen like wow. I said I'm ready if I lose wow. to you I'd be it's an honor to lose to me so yeah the New York Gazette was published um, in began in 1725 by William Bradford who was a Quaker oh wow a lot and I attended Quaker schools absolutely so did, ben. Ben. so did Ben as did Ben and Bradford William Bradford is actually buried in the cemetery at Trinity Church you know that really old cemetery yeah downtown. I live right down the block yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah the New York Gazette good job well done question number two also worth three points this is also multiple choice by the way how much revenue does the New York Times make off of its digital subscription in a year a, two hundred and thirty-two million. B, five hundred and ninety million. Or C, eighty million. All right, I'll I'll try that. Starks. Yeah, Starks. I'm gonna say eighty million. Damn it! Wow, wow that's a chance for a steal. Damn it! Go for it. Should I pull a Kyle and just say eighty million? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we're we gonna have to edit that out. No. <laughs> I, no, we're not. I'm gonna say A. I think it's a two thirty. 232. 232? Wow. It is it? A. I feel like, I feel well, like once. I admire that. That's a strategy. It's a strategy at this point. What's your strategy I would have, here? By the if way, you Max, got it wrong, as either A or B. I didn't when, answer it. When, I didn't when Audrey and I were, were putting this question together, I said, 
I would I would pick the low the the lowest number that we had was 19 million and I changed it because I said there's no way I would always pick the lowest. I mean, number it's straight up good that the New York Times is making 20. It's amazing. Million. It's amazing. It's I mean, fantastic. I have a subscription. What is it? Like a five dollars a month? I don't know. It's eight. It's, it's eight. I just what is it? Just out of curiosity, do we know what it what it makes in print edition versus? Oh, and if it's more or less, that we would have to. It's got to be definitely less. more. That's a fantastic no, question. It's got to be more. It, it's got to be more than oh, yeah, online. No, I think it's like in no the, online is. We just talked about this earlier, and and obviously Max would attest to this. I think that print is going down, but I think that digital is still much lower than online. Uh, I'm sorry, digital tough. is much lower than print. All We're right, going to well, look it up as we go in real right. time. I think I think digital just surpassed print for the first time, but maybe at like really? Washington Post, Gotta be. New York Times, kidding me, or Wall Street Journal. Well, all I know is in February the New York Times subscription revenue surpassed one billion dollars, which is what I thought it was in the billions. But okay. I don't know what that means in profits, uh, but I know I think that like buoyed buoyed by the growth in digital subscriptions, total revenue revenue for the year increased eight percent to one point seven billion. Wow. Um so it's literally twenty percent of the sales. It had more than two point six million digital only subscriptions. Tiny amount. That's crazy. Twenty percent. That's crazy. Yeah, it's small, but it's growing, which is really encouraging. I think for, it's um, growing or taking away from print. No, I think it's. I think that it grows in conjunction. But with I would print. imagine that it's print is taking away. Print is from going print. down and digital who is going is, up. I don't have. Who here has a subscription to but, the print New York Times? No, but but here's the here's the issue. In, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like from my understanding, it's not like taking away. It's the print is dying and digital is growing. Right. So whether or not you have a digital subscription has nothing to do with whether you would have a print subscription. Right. I, that's what I think. Right. Like because you, you opt to do the print the digital subscription because it's cheap and convenient. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move, move on, on to question number question. three. Okay. So this massage? question is worth two points. The BQX is a proposed blank along the East River. Starks. I know this too. Right. That would provide transport <laughs> between Brooklyn and Queens. All right, Starks. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Starks. Uh, it's a it's a trolley. Or, you know. A, yes. Yeah. Trolley, streetcar, light rail. Streetcar. Those are yeah. all. Those yeah. are all. I, I, yes. knew that you know, I, I didn't know. Sweat Max on the board. Out on the back <laughs> I was, I was hoping he was going to fumble. Pause. I'm still <laughs> negative one. You're still you have, you negative have. right now. It is you don't get negative for getting it wrong, do you? Six points to two points. I think. I, get, I don't know. A lot of you have six, and 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 Max has two. So okay, this this question is worth three points, and the rules are prices right rules. Mm. Closest without going over. Mm. According to my wait wait is this multiple choice? Close without going over. According to my recent internet search, which led to an article that quoted Chuck Schumer in the New York Post, as of June 3rd, 2018, what was the average price of gas in New York City? Starks. Yes. Go ahead, Max. $2.40. I'm going to say two forty-one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yo, y'all came up with the rules. I'm playing by the rules. You You're said- right. You gamed the system. And you won. No, well, the, what a villain! What no. a that was so villain. villainous. This guy. It's a right fucking question. Is, he would have done the exact same how thing. How much was it? I'm not gonna shoot myself in the foot. Uh, the actual the price is three dollars and twenty cents <gasps> nationally. That's an extreme amount of money. It, it That's jumped extreme. up a lot recently. Um, nationally is two ninety five as of June third. Well, yeah. I was really out of touch, so I I should have. No, I remember hearing that it, it's it's changed it's quite a bit. Well, that's recently. crazy. That's a, that's a lot, lot of money. money. I mean, that's like a significant. Yeah. I don't spend three dollars on anything. No. Do you have a car, Max? I don't. I borrowed my sister's car mm. for a couple of trips, like 
Sesame Place. I went to Sesame Place. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Nice. For example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Borrowed, borrowed the old sister's car. Yeah. Little blue Honda. I have a, I have a silver Honda. <gasps> it's actually bluish silver. Me and your sister have a lot in common. <laughs> um, <laughs> next question. We said three, four, five. Six. I don't, this okay. is number six. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So this question is worth two points. What's the score right now? Is it no, it's nine? not good. It's nine, nine to two. A lap no, of nine no, no I think it's two. nine to negative one. No, <laughs> it's nine to two. There's no negatives. Um, no, actually, it's nine to negative three. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one, though, and I... And I uh, Audrey came what? up with this, so it's a good... It, it's I'm, a good one because I came up yeah. with it. But, um, but I'm curious who who... We'll find out. Yeah. This question is worth two points. Please wait till the end of the question to buzz in. How many, how many WalMarts are there in New York City? Oaks. That sounded like Oakley. a tie. Oh, you got it. We agreed on the tiebreaker. Oh, oh and Max you came forgot. Through. Okay, go ahead. Max. Zero. There that are is zero. correct. That is that correct, sort of Max. I'm in, the, I'm in the positive. You are in the positive. No, you. No, you've zero. always been in no, the. No, no, you've you always have, been in the positive. You have four points oh, now. It is no, now I'm nine to four. Here is the last question. Oh, just for that follow-up fact. Yeah, so Walmart us. pop up. There's, a, there's there's supposed to be a Walmart coming up in the Bronx. There, well, yeah. Uh, how about that? How much is that worth? Nothing. Points Negative that? nine points. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Now Max is up four zero. <laughs> At no point during your incoherent rambling, <laughs> did you, Billy Madison. Yeah. All right, so here we go. This is the last question. This point. This question is worth half a point to a lap. And okay. 10 points to max. Fair. Oh, great. And Do it was that. written that way from the beginning. That's okay. uh, the rules. Please wait till the end of the question to buzz in. I just have to add that. Audrey trying to get that MTA subway voice contract. Please wait. There's, the a, there's a future in it in, in she, Bloomberg. She heard, she heard Max has a connect. Now she's like, please wait till the end of the question. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's not Here we go. at all. Max would be well served to remember all the conversations that we've had tonight. Oh, yeah. He's good. This 2003, remember, you have to wait till the end of the question. This 2003 Brooklyn High School basketball team defied all odds to clinch the classic C, the, sorry, the Class C National Championship in Glen Falls, New York. In 2003. What? Shit. A lot doesn't even want to answer. He's, 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 Let me hear that question one more time. This 2003 Brooklyn High School basketball team. <laughs> Defied all odds to clinch the Class C National Championship in Glen Falls, New York. This is worth it's ten so points, Max. I'm gonna Have give, you been I'm, paying attention? I'm gonna give you, uh, yeah, I'll give a clue. I'll even give a clue to Max. I know how many points your high score was. That you do, and I love you for knowing that. High score was twenty-three. Sure That's was. Great. Q Forest. but that was actually JV. That's not important right now, oh, Ben. What are you, a statistics major? Well, but we're talking Pairs. about. <laughs> It's not important. 2003 Glen Falls. No, yeah, no well, high th- school basketball team won this, the New York City Nash, uh, sorry, state championships. The game was played in Glen Falls. Oh, the New York City team. Which team? Which high school? The Brooklyn High School team. Which Brooklyn High School team? Friends Academy. Very wow. That's correct. We'll give that to him. Is that no, right? No, no, it's not correct. It's, it's so close, though. Not no, it's not. First of, first of all, first of all, <laughs> I didn't answer it. Because it's a totally separate it. school in Long Island. I gave it to him. I gave it to no, him because no. I didn't even answer it. I knew it because Here's I was the on the thing. team. Here's why Alap didn't answer. Alap didn't answer because he wins if you get it right either way. Because Alap was on the team, and that's right. Brooklyn Friends. Oh, that's Brooklyn Friends. Our school. I got it. You, you got very close. Friends Academy gave it to you. is a school, a friend school in Long Island. Oh, you guys are terrible. I won that. <laughs> I won you, that. You, we'll you were that. close. 
Oh, it was a different. It's a different school. That's evil. I get yeah. idea. That's evil. Get- and that's not in keeping with the Quaker spirit. <laughs> yeah, it thanks, isn't. Max. And yeah, you're so right. in, in in all things where there's no equality, com- right? There's no competition. In all things and, point, yeah. mm-hmm, absolutely. I, I will. I sat that one out. Let's just say I won eleven to ten. I you know what else you said? Let's just say out. it was a tie. No, let's not because okay. I won. <laughs> but let's not leave him in the negative. Okay, okay. we're, we're going to need Max back here at some point. He, we, we're going to need him for the funny ads. So at if some I point. had just said friends, I would have won. Yes, if you had said friends, you would have won. You answered 100%. almost too well. It's interesting. Yeah. If Friends Academy wasn't an actual school mm. in Long Island, right. I think you would have won. You guys yeah. know the Beach Boys album Friends? No, it's a great album. It's weird. Is it a Quaker album? In a, in a way, it's good. Good music. No, good, good fun fact. Anyways, uh, can, I, can I do my victory speech? <laughs> I used speech? to love the Beach Boys. I just, I just busted his ass. Can go I do ahead. my victory speech? I will. Congratulations. <laughs> go well ahead and give Max, that was fun. Give I, you I really thought that you were gonna you were gonna win because you're a smart guy. But uh, first of all, I want to thank guy. I want to thank everybody for uh, all the help they've given me throughout. Uh, God, are you drowning me out already? Is this a wrap up music? <laughs> That's the wrap up. <laughs> well done. We're gonna be right back with rapid fire with Max. Six Degrees NYC. We've got a New York native in the, in the building for, for rapid fire. Max Abelson, Bloomberg reporter. Max Abelson is in the building. And it's time for the, the, the most talked about segment of the show, rapid fire. This is really oh, yeah. everyone's favorite. It is. But, but let's, not, let's not just jump to that. For, for, for those of you that are just listening to this part, I just busted Max's ass in trivia. <laughs> it's true. Officially, and he I, and I, I can just sense as as a Nick fan growing up, he, he's going to want another shot at this. So you know what, he'll get a shot. He'll mm-hmm. get a shot. Maybe maybe a year from now, kid. Nick's just... fans are used to used to taking, <laughs> taking the L. That's true. That is true. This is you don't have to worry about losing because I'm not in this one. It's all about Max. It's all about Max. We're going to ask you a bunch of random questions about New York. The first thing that comes to mind, or, or whatever you think is uh, is the appropriate answer for the questions, all about you. You can't be wrong here. So. Let's do this. Sounds great. First question, Max. What is your favorite magazine? Bloomberg Business Week. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let re- redo that. What is your favorite non-Bloomberg magazine? Uh, the only magazine I subscribe to is keep them stacked on my toilet. The New Yorker magazine. Wow, yeah. I love the New Yorker. The New Yorker's a great magazine. It's so good. It really it's is. Also, good. That's it's also the only is. one I subscribe to. Me too. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it makes me feel a little bad about myself because mm-hmm. it's like you probably can't write that good. But a member of my book club, one of my close friends, Emily Witt, just hired as a New Yorker staff writer. <gasps> Congratulations. Wow. Emily. Look at that. Emily, we're She's coming great. for you. That's a strong <laughs> book club. What would you guys just read? We What'd have you a book club. We have, it's a, we're a Robert Carroll book club. So we read The Power Broker. You okay. guys know, yeah, yeah, about, yeah, about yeah. Robert Right, Moses? I haven't read yep, it, yep. but yeah. So good. So wait, you are literally a Robert. Well, he's only written two things. The the Power Broker, which is, I mean, legit one of the best books right. I've ever read. I've got to read It's that. incredible. Yeah. We started the book club because we were all guilty that we had it on our bookshelves and people were always like, oh, the power broker is so good, right? And we'd be like, yeah. Yeah, it's but, okay. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> but um, so we read that. And then the only other thing Carol's ever written is this five-volume biography of Johnson, Lyndon Johnson. And it is wow. So, wow. so good. Wow. He's, he's writing the fifth one now. We just, in this, in this month's reading, Kennedy just got shot. <gasps> Wow. Johnson becomes president. Oh my God, that's so cute that you have a Wait, book which, club. Wait, which volume are you on? Though. Four. Four and Kennedy just got shot? Just got shot. Oh my God. He How just many is he going to be? Shot. He's writing the fifth and final one. Because Johnson, you know, wasn't president for that long and then he died. And then that's he it. He died. Yeah, so. Isn't that a So wait, wait, is he already cursing his ass off? 
Johnson? Yeah. Oh, he's a filthy man. I can't. That's what I want to read. I want to read in front of people. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Can't wait to read that. Oh my wait, god, so the guys! First... Do you want to have a book club, the way, like a Robert Caro Burke the f- book club? I don't know yeah. where you came up with that idea. But I don't I'm know. Down. It just came to me. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to spark note it, but that's fine. <laughs> the first four though were just about him before his presidency, so just kind of who he they, is. They and are how he grew so up. beautiful and incredible. The first one is him in Texas becoming a congressman. Okay. Second one, he thought he was going to be able to do the rest of his life in this one. Instead, it's only about one election because Johnson straight up right. steals his Senate election. I mean, oh really? Crook. Cro- like <gasps> crooked g- guys with guns on you know wow. the, the guns pistols you know on the border of Texas and Mexico and he became a senator like and he stole it like stole stole really crazy guys with wow. pistols alright incredible I'm totally sold I'm so psyched um I'm looking forward to Johnson the musical on Broadway oh my <laughs> That'd be god great. it would yeah. okay next, next rapid fire question even though the first one took a minute get it <laughs> rapid <laughs> Who's timing? Who's timing this? Print, online, or TV? Oh, online. Love, yeah. love browsing the web. Mm. Hmm. Just so smooth, you know. MaxAbelson.com. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, plugging. <laughs> .org. Or .net. Or, yeah. Okay, this one might be hard for you. Favorite music video. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think the first music video posted to MaxAbels.com is Dusty Springfield's Son of a Preacher Man. And it's wow. like, I think it's like on her, her on TV. And it's just like, I mean, it's like hilarious, but it's also a really good song, like, you know, in Pulp right, Fiction, right. you know? Totally. But it's also a good music video. When was that? So that was the first music video in what capacity? So that oh, he posted. Like on the website. Oh, that you posted? Yeah, it was like yeah. number one. Yeah. You know? Was that, was that a, an example of Quentin Tarantino pulling something that wasn't, I, I think I might've read this, that it wasn't like as big of a hit before he grabbed Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm yeah. sure that's true. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a single even maybe. Right. Next right. question. Favorite song. You know what? I think I can honestly tell you I don't have a favorite song. Okay. Maybe my favorite album is a white album. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a great album. You know? Right. Listen to a lot of Beatles, Bob Dylan, Highway 61. Can I ask you a question about the white album? Mm-hmm. Have you Have you bought it in multiple formats over the years? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. I got a really good, I got it on CD, on, weirdly enough, on eBay. I yeah. got like some Russian edition of it. Don't know why. And I have it on vinyl. I have multiple. I must have bought it 10 times. I don't know how many times right, I've right. bought it. In it's so formats. good. Yeah, it's, it's worth great. it. It's worth it. Somebody I was just talking to last night was telling me that the Beatles used to come out with cra- like that uh, Sgt. Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour were like the same year and the White Album was the same year as Abbey Road or something crazy like that. I totally. Don't, they were only together for like six years. Right. Seven but like years. you look at today and like now it's like three years in between albums. You know, you're waiting the yeah, whole yeah, time yeah. and, and they're, they're making like fire albums like twice a year. It's Spitting hot fire. Yeah. Hot fire. <laughs> you want to do it? did it. Scrap. Okay. Yeah. Sorry we had to do that. Okay. Every every episode, we have to do Max that. is frightened. He's like, "What did I sign up for?" <laughs> Most rewatchable movie for you? You know, we just talked about Pulp Fiction, but I think right. legit answer. My honest, legit answer might be Pulp Fiction. Really? It's like is you that, really can watch it over and over again. I find is something new almost every time. Murder. Okay, like you know what? Five hundred thousand people are killed in it. Is that the movie where somebody <laughs> dies in a shower? Yeah, there's a uh, that had to have been in a shower. Yeah, yeah is, like she gets. Psycho. No, that's, that's psycho. psycho. You gotta that's be shitting me, Audrey. <laughs> Forty years apart. Thirty. Yeah. Okay. What is Pulp Fiction? Oh, that's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's it's just everyone's dying. John Travolta. Max is Hold on. Max is head. Was just resting on the table. Uh, on, on the, sorry, on the table. I apologize. I'm just being transparent. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next question. Next question. <laughs> Favorite pizzeria. 
John's Pizza on Bleecker Street is mm. where my family would go, you know, when I was a little kid. And we still, my dad likes going there for his birthday. Okay. So okay. it's like nice associations. Aww. Nice. We, we found that nostalgia is actually a little stronger than even taste in this in this game, right. uh, I think. You but, know? Especially don't you think? City. Don't you guys think? I think Agreed. So. Good, great not point, that it's then. not great pizza. Right. I'm just I mean, saying John's that. Pizza is extremely it is. delicious. Of course. Of course. Of course. Good. But Absolutely. I'm saying that, like, that's a good story to have. Memories to have it. been stronger pulls than, like, yeah. Because, like, how good, you know, once, like, pizza in New York is so good. It's always good. Right here. Really? Up on the corner, right. Sal's Pizza is very good. Shout I just had Sal's. a bite of oh, it. You know yesterday. that's so funny because Sal's Pizza would be my number two choice, but in Mamaroneck, where I'm from. Wow, oh, Sal's really? Pizza, which is a kind of a famous pizza place. Yeah, yeah. same Sal, same Sal's over here. No different Sal. I don't know. I, I think don't probably, think it's, it's probably the, there's a lot of the Tonys. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of Rays. A lot the of Tonys. original Rays. Rays and Tonys. Original. Which one? Yeah. Who knows? Most memorable subway moment. Moment on the subway. Moment you've had on the subway. <laughs> just say experience. experience. <laughs> When I was reading The Power Broker, it's such, it's like a braggy book. You know, you feel kind of embarrassed taking it along. It's like only kind of a, a, a jerk would, would carry The Power Broker around, you know? <laughs> I remember someone was really impressed that I was reading The Power Broker on the subway once. I remember feeling like, wow. You know, I've well, really, we, well, really made like it. NBD, NBD, but you, you know. Mean, you mean they, they were like, Like hey, someone was like, I'm proud of you, kid. Great, yeah, like great book. Oh, wow. You know, just felt like. Life is great. <laughs> you know? I you just it. felt good. You felt good. Favorite bagel spot? That's an important question. Absolutely. You know what? My girlfriend and I just moved. Moved to Brooklyn. Okay. And there's a bagel place that I like a lot on uh, on 7th Avenue in Park Slope around, I think it's either, it's President Street maybe, okay. 7th and President. It's, it's weird because there are two bagel spots like 20 feet away from each other. I'm always impressed when they're like, two competing bagel places like sure. on the same block. Yeah. It's like, do they know each other? Do they yeah, talk yeah, to each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. We've been to both. It's like, it's not even a competition. And it's almost nice to have a worse bagel. It's like a reminder right, right, right. Of that it's like, it genuinely is a good bagel. Right. You know, it's like having a glass of water from New York, but a glass of water from, you know, New Jersey. Anywhere else. Anywhere else, Anywhere else you know? No, it's okay. I accept that. And, you know, incidentally, I think bagels are good in New York because of the water. Of course, everyone I heard. That, everyone that is what that. they say. Everyone. I was just yeah. trying to impress you. but The Jews in Borough Park, everybody knows that. That, well, that, that's a line from that, that's, really that's a line from Entourage. That's what Johnny Drama says. Yeah, the Jews from Borough Park they imported it into California. That's <laughs> the, the water. Bagel, yeah, that's why the water the bagels are so good. But how come they can't do the pizza still? That's what they say in Entourage. Exactly. Turtles follow up line is you know why is the pizza so bad? This is ridiculous. Too much. Ben I can't. Probably knew that. No, I didn't know that. I haven't. I stopped watching Entourage after season two. Don't do that. Don't do that out loud. Sorry. Best NYC mayor. This is. Uh, I mean, I work for one of them. Right. So. I think I got it, you know, well. Let's let's take him off the table. Let's just say Mike Bloomberg is not an option. Outside of Mike Bloomberg, which mayor stands out to you the most? I like in, uh, I mean, the only book about I've ever read about New York is to, I'm sorry to harp on it, but it's honestly good to brag about it as much as possible. <laughs> in The Power Broker, LaGuardia is, uh, he. I think he he's like a, he's like a fascinating, weird character. So I think I'm going to, I'm gonna have to say LaGuardia. He's Italian, right? Yeah. And short. Yeah, yeah. And there are these scenes where he's like, you know, the book is about Robert Moses, who's a a hateful man. Mm. He's he's Jewish, but he doesn't like Jewish people. I mean, he's like secretly Jewish. He hides it. Really. And he really condescending and horrible to black people. Hates poor people. And to LaGuardia, he like calls him Italian slurs to his face, and he's like, "You can't say that anymore to me." And he's like, "I can do whatever I want." Power Broker is amazing. Shout out to Power Broker. Again, 
Fuck. Said parabola. Favorite like book. Eight, eight answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What's favorite, your favorite biography? <laughs> favorite book to read on the train. Damn. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, just two more questions, quick. Favorite hidden gem in New York City. Would it be cool to give a shout out to museum? I mean, Ab- oh, museum. Love that. The, the best museum is museum in an alleyway in Tribeca, run by Alex Kalman. It's I like legitimately one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in New York or the world. I love it. I, it's so strange. I love, I, you know, alleyways in New York are just good yeah, on principle. I, agree. Yeah. I, I love alleys. Yes, Absolutely. And I love museums and it's a museum in an alley. Audrey, what was the word wow. again? Epizuxis. Epizuxis. I feel like it's been enacted many times with the power broker and museum. I yeah. love, and I like it. Museum, I, museum, I think that museum. it's like a perfect yes. word for museum, tonight's museum. show. <laughs> Last question. Take that. Take Who that. Who wants to take this? Can't stop. Oh, you do it. What's the last one? Last question. Best New York City neighborhood. Well, Alex, who runs museum, grew up when I was a kid coming from the suburbs on 12th Street between 5th and 6th. Okay. Manhattan between 5th and 6th on like 12th, 11th, 10th. I think are, is is my favorite place. You know what I'm gonna say about the neighborhood, right? Chad. Chad Levy. Shout to Chad Levy, <laughs> one of my best friends and a childhood friend of ours. Lived think, on Fifth between 11th and 12th. Oh, really? Or 10th and 11th. Yeah. I think NYU. I think French Roast. We where, went to French think, Roast and mm, horchata. No. Mm. Yeah. French Roast. Alex's sister Lulu worked at French Roast. What? Really? Yeah, they closed it. Yeah, I we know. used to. We would literally like go there that was every our favorite week. Restaurant. Yeah. It's fan- yeah, Joe Jr. Salad. The diner, Joe Jr. That yeah, that closed too. That's like a that's like a spa or something now. Coffee. Great, wow. great spot. And then El Cantonero in, on University, El not too far away. My favorite there. Mexican spot in, in the city. That's there, right? Not, I mean, it's you know, not what it used to be. There's a weird yeah. hotel called Larchmont, but that's where I'm from. Like, okay. I went to Mamaronic High School, but the town that I grew up in was called Larchmont. Right. And, you know, they had a hotel called Larchmont. Who huh. would have thought who, it? Who would have thunk? From Larchmont it's to Larchmont. Great area. I love that. Well, love that at the area. end of Rapid Fire, a lap still won sometimes. <laughs> 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 I don't Bullshit. know how that happened. We weren't even really playing. I didn't even hear an oak, but, you know. What are you going to do? Hey, man. Max Abelson, thank you so much thank for coming. Thank you so much. And really, honest, uh, my highlight of my week. Wow. Six Degrees NYC, we appreciate it. Uh, visit, us, visit us online. Sixdegrees.nyc. Maybe we'll come up with a print edition. Turn that, bring that shit back. I, I also think, don't forget to email us at uh, info at sixdegrees.nyc. We want to hear from you. Give us your thoughts. Feedback. And, and, and visit Max at maxabelson.net or com. 